0: Alright, good deal, man.
1: Fuck yeah, Mike. Dude. How you doing, Steve O? So good.
0: Hell right. yeah. So everyone can see this. Uh, where? YouTube. Uh, YouTube. Okay. On Mike Tyson's channel,
2: YouTube channel, Hotboxing.
0: Alright. Right. Thank you guys for not hotboxing
2: on this episode. Absolutely, <laughs> not. <laughs>
1: Hey, we hit the today in Hot Boxing,
0: and I get here today at the Incredible Devo. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Man, there's a lot to talk about, and what, yeah. a, what a treat to be here. I really, it's so good to see you, Mike, man. You've Absolutely, always been so good to me. My Mike Tyson stories are so fucking good, yeah. you know? Yeah. Now, I'll go back to when my, my book came out. Uh, this was before we did the Charlie Sheen roast together. Now, I saw Mike at the Charlie Sheen roast, and I came up to him and I said, Hey, Mike, uh, I, you know, I, I put out this book, and I told the story about us doing all the cocaine in the bathroom in the book, and the lawyer said it was fine, you know, but I kind of felt weird about it because I didn't check with you. And I'll never forget, Mike, Mike looks at me and says... It happened. You tell it. <laughs> and, and, uh, Hell yeah. and, it was, and it was so great. I was like, I thought, man, how cool I got Mike's blessing. Yeah. And then when we were on stage, I, I had held back the part about where we were in the psych ward together. I don't think that that was in the book. But then because Mike said that that night or uh, when we actually taped the Charlie Sheen roast, um, they didn't, I don't think included in the show, but I was like, yeah, Mike and I were in a psych ward together. And Mike didn't give a fuck about that. I was, I was so psyched. And, uh, so I, I was happy
1: to see you cause I've been there a couple of times. I haven't seen anybody that I know. <laughs> oh so so I'm there and I'm there I've seen somebody that I know. So that was yeah. pretty
0: cool. Uh, so I went ahead and I made it part of, uh, part, part of my act. Right. I'm on, on, in my, in my stand up, And, um, at one point, uh, I'm, so I'm doing this, this interview for like GQ dot com. It just seemed like the like like this whatever interview, and I tell the story there, and then all of a sudden, like boom, it's all over the fucking world. You had to have you heard about that a million times. Of it. I didn't think any. Oh, Mike didn't think anything of it. I got like I got a call. We had the same agent, Chris Smith.
1: Oh, he's not. That's my man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, 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 he calls me up and he says, "Hey, Mike, Mike in his camp." uh, are really unhappy about the about the way this story went all all over the place. And then later he told me, "I ah, Mike didn't say shit. I just didn't want you messing with his, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know." Oh, but, it, my but yeah, it was. Oh man, how about that Charlie Sheen roast? That was pretty good too, dude. So 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 we 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 taped, Of course, I man. I broke That's my epic. Broke my fucking nose at the Charlie Sheen roast. De- de- you're Ding. mad, man. You're insane. <laughs> Holy yeah. I, I love that. I- I'll tell that story too. But William uh, Shatner said, "Fuck, Steve." <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> really? say, William Shatner says, "What the fuck?" It's it's classic. And uh, I, I... <laughs> so when we taped the Charlie Sheen roast, this this part I think is so fucking funny. Like when they, they, it was like maybe like a week before it actually aired, after we taped it, and. And Charlie invited everybody that was involved with the roast into his house, this huge fucking mansion. You got to remember this. Charlie's is,
1: house. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this is like before shit got real crazy with him. It was after it got crazy at first, but before we're it got real <laughs> crazy.
1: Right. He was crazy though still.
0: Oh, yeah. dude. I, I'm actually, He had everybody over to his house before we taped the roast and after when it aired. So it was before we taped the roast when I first met him and, and we're at the house and he like pulled me aside. He just a party? Just, just to hang. It wasn't like a party party, it's Charlie Sheen now. style. It was more just like everybody meet before we work together. Okay. So we're at the Charlie Sheen's house. You know, the first time I met him there, he pulled me aside. He said, you know, man, Steve-O, you and me, when we go down in flames, we don't fuck around. <laughs> 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 you know, like, and, oh, and I was shit. like, I, I, I felt like that was, uh, that shit. was so, so cool. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. and then when Steve, we were, like, man, God, <laughs> amazing, and then when we were at his house uh to watch it, right, which was so crazy because he had th- that whole like fucking meltdown debacle with the two and a half men and right. uh and he had like i guess I suppose got fired from the show, and so when the Charlie Sheen roast aired, it aired immediately after the very first episode that featured Ashton Kutcher, oh wow, right Ashton Kutcher replaced him. And and yeah. so on, on the whatever the network, the this premiere with the Ashton Kutcher season was, uh, the. The Charlie Sheen roast on Comedy Central aired immediately afterwards. So we watched both of them in Charlie Sheen's living room with Charlie Sheen, and he didn't know what, uh, how they killed off his character. He didn't know what the fuck they did after he left. So we're sitting there in the living room with (laughs) fucking Charlie Sheen while while he watches this, uh, death of Charlie Sheen. And and it was like they, they had, uh, like his, he had died and they had his urn with the ashes and then, like someone like <laughs> bumbles it and like throws the fucking thing. There's this, the ashes go everywhere. There's a huge cloud, and as the cloud of ashes like comes down, Ashton Kutcher appears in the background like, and and Charlie watches that and he goes, oh shit, I got to give it to him. That's good. Right, <laughs> he didn't know what to expect, and so then that same night. I, I, I go, and I'm like, hey, dude, Charlie, let's get a photo, take a selfie, me and Charlie Sheen, and uh, after I have to take the selfie, and then I'm like walking around, and I'm thinking, and I go over to Jeff Ross, and I go, dude, check it out, we're in the world's, I said, I think we're in the world's most expensive crack house. <laughs> and, and so I go over to, so I go over to Charlie Sheen. I, I, go, I go over to Charlie, and I'm like, dude, can I, can I tweet this photo with the caption that says, I think I'm in the world's most expensive crack house. And Charlie says, hilarious. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. You know, it's fucking great. I love it. And so, so I did. And then uh, I, I had one of my stand-up shows. Um, like local in, in uh, somewhere in California that weekend, so I'm on the the, the news the next morning, and uh, someone like the, some, the lady like she's like oh can I interview you from my thing or whatever and and she goes is Charlie Sheen sober and I said I don't know I don't think so and because I said that and because I tweeted about the crack house I got a. Uh, a fucking phone call from his uh, his manager. This this dude he lived next door to him. The dude was furious, I'm and sure. I was like, "Fuck! Oh, I didn't shit. mean to like I didn't mean to rock the boat or upset anyone." But but so then I got a hold of Charlie. He said, "I don't fucking care." <laughs> the same situation <laughs> yeah. as with Mike. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: But yeah, man, fuck! I. I, I that that whole Charlie Sheen situation is, is crazy. You still well, talk the to him ever? Tra- yeah, I, have you ever heard from him? I haven't, but now I saw that he posted uh that he's been sober for over a year now, which is great. That's you know, great. it's great that but I I mean I can only imagine like the like the legal situations that that he's he's in now. Yeah. You know, I mean talk about like <laughs> talk about having a lot and then like he was just on top a-
1: of the world you right. know what I yeah. mean he just got on top of- everybody was like what the fuck Charlie
0: blew up I yeah. did he he had like especially with especially even when he left the Two and a Half Men he turned that into this like unprecedented anger management contract that guaranteed right. like 90 episodes yeah. or something yeah. Yeah, but but in any case, from the Charlie Sheen roast, right? This is the greatest fucking story ever. Well, this is the story. fucking greatest story <laughs> ever, and, uh, like, you'd think, like... Like, man, it's crazy. I broke my nose on Mike Tyson's fist at the Charlie Sheen roast, which, by the way, is in my estimation, the fucking coolest way you could possibly break your nose, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh,
1: and- <laughs> I don't know, man, I
0: but understand how beautiful it was because the Charlie Sheen roast was 2011. Right. Um, and, and, uh, it, it was, I, I forget, like, like, it came longer than that. It, it was it was yeah. 2011 now what happened was and this is this is just so fucking incredible the 2010 <laughs> we filmed jackass 3D yeah. right and and as part of jackass 3D uh, my buddy Bam Margera, he's part of the show. He had this trick because we were playing around with uh, the super slow motion camera for the first time. The Phantom camera was brand new. So we had this gag where Bam would sneak up behind you. And he would throw water, throw a cup of water in your face with one hand. And with his other hand, he had a boxing glove on. Yeah. He would sucker punch yeah. you. <laughs> so as the, yeah. as the water hit your face, he hit the molly. other side to slow-mo your whole yeah. face. That was so and was it was called the rocky and they did it in slow motion this this uh super slow motion face punch set to the rocky theme music it's fucking hilarious yeah it's awesome and now when when bam did it to me it was a, it was a real pisser because i had this idea that i that i i pitched i said hey dudes i want to shoot my nipple off with a bb gun god right god and, like, damn Steve. and 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 every everybody said no, <laughs> no, nah, nah, dude, that's too dark. You know, that's, but, but, but <laughs> it wasn't too it, dark. It was, yeah, it wasn't as much that it was too dark. It was just that, like, there's legal implications uh, when something is imitatable. And particularly if you're going to involve a gun and shooting someone on purpose, let alone in the chest, huh. that's where the problems were. But they, but the, even though they knew they would never use, the, Woo, Steve-o. <laughs> e- even though they knew they would never use the part where I got shot in the nipple with the BB gun, they, 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 they Said okay, well let let him do it anyway because it's a convenient uh, a convenient way to keep me standing in one place in front of the slow motion camera oh. so the bam can sneak up and
2: do the rocky
0: right so so we set it all up and we got all the guys we man shoots this bb into my nipple and it's still in there. Like to this oh. day it's, it's been in there ever since and i have never taken it out. I love it so much my uh, little BB the... nipple. Holy At, shit, dude. Yeah, dude, you're like uh...
2: uh All right, this
0: is for the BB. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's in there, huh? Weird. Okay, so so now we man shoots the BB. My nipples all apart, I'm standing there checking it out. And I'm thinking, "Oh, it's so cool that it stayed in. Like I get I get to keep it." And and uh bam, sneaks up, throws the water in my face. He fucking punches me. And and he actually did it not in front of the fucking slow motion camera oh. which sucks and he completely broke my nose like that was my nose was. that was the first time I remember ever...
1: when Johnny Knoxville let, um, what was his name Butterbean beat the shit yeah. out of him yeah. fuck how yeah. can you do that Butterbean
0: <laughs> he cracked his head open I think he hit his head harder on the floor, too. Yes. but uh, Well, uh, I want
2: to ask you about that. I though. can't be you no, so, yeah, you so, so this was the
0: first time I broke my nose, and I was really pissed off at Bam. And because he didn't do it on the slow motion camera and because like, there was this continuity thing with all this blood coming out of my nipple, like the footage <laughs> didn't get used. And the footage didn't fucking get used at all. So it happened for fucking nothing. And I was so oh. and I was so pissed off about it. And uh, I didn't know. Like I just sort of stewed about it and stewed I waited too much. It was two months before I finally snapped, and I said, Fucking, I'm getting my nose fixed, and the fucking movie's gonna pay for it. La. Right? That's and so so I, get, so I tell them, I tell them, the, you know, whatever the movie office is, I'm going to this fucking fancy Beverly Hills nose doctor, and you motherfuckers are paying for it, you fucking assholes. And so I go to this doctor with my crooked nose, <laughs> my broken fucking crooked nose, and the doctor tells me, he says, Yo, I would love to help you. But it's been two months, idiot. It's fucking healed that way. It's healed that way, right? So this is what the doctor says. He says, I I could fix it, but because it's healed that way, the only way I can fix it is to to re-break it. it," The guy says, with a fucking chisel. (laughs) He says, I got to re-break it with a chisel. And I'm like... Oh well, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like fuck that. I'm good. And so, uh, so I, I, just, I just lived with. I lived with my my crooked ass nose for another like year, maybe a little more than a year. And then comes the Mike Tyson, oh. where right. And so I showed up at the Charlie Sheen roast with a crooked ass nose, right. And all I was trying to do you was you hadn't
1: been loaded then. Were you loaded. No, the, no I wasn't.
0: You're so, I was completely shit. sober. And uh, and I showed up with the fucking roast for the crooked nose all i was trying to do was get a, a black eye with mike with mike but I, when i dove into his fist and uh i just like i don't know i got my nose on it i think mike might have leaned into her he just mike's a solid guy mike's yeah. a solid guy yeah. so my nose was so fucking broken that's it bro it was significantly more broken uh when i did it with mike but but what it was like, here, I crumple him on the ground. Charlie Sh- or uh, William Shatner, he's like, what the fuck? My nose is gushing blood. I can tell just w- without, like, looking in a mirror. I can see... Just with what my eyes can see, my nose is nowhere near in the fucking right place, dude. It's, my nose was it was parked under my right eye. I mean it was dramatically fucking broken, and, uh, and that was the last thing that happened on the stage. so it's like, okay, now the show's over, and everybody's getting up and starting to leave. But then like I hear this guy saying, "Stevo!" in the crowd, like well, everyone's you know, milling around, like the show's over, but this guy's just charging towards the stage. He's like, "Stevo, Steve, your nose needs to be set right." now, right? And, and because of my experience with the fucking nose doctor in Beverly Hills, I know that to be true. So I'm like, okay, wait, there's something to this. This guy knows what he's talking about. So I'm like paying to, like, okay. he guy goes, your nose needs to be set right now. And he comes up to the stage and I'm like, alright, talk to me. like, we're Like, what do I do? And he goes, don't worry, I'm a kung fu instructor. Oh <laughs> no! Oh, no. <laughs> he says, he says, don't not worry. Oh he no. goes, I'm a kung fu instructor. I've set like twenty broken noses. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh my god! And, and but I, you kind of believed I, them though, right? I, I totally he believed I did do them. I, I, I totally believed
1: them. Like, I believe them a kung fu expert. Yes, help me. <laughs>
0: yeah, yes. and, they totally, and I totally and It's like I had to make the decision on the spot right there, and I'm like, all right, well, going to the hospital and getting it taken care of professionally, just. Sounds like a fucking pain in the ass. This is just not. This is way more convenient. I got nothing to lose. It's not like he's gonna make it look any worse because it was yeah. so bad. So I just sat on the edge of the stage and I trusted this weird kung fu guy who turned out to be a really nice guy. But like, he just puts a thumb on either side and he's just kaka just wrenches it and fixes. And the dude, I'll be damned if that fucking guy did not fix my nose completely perfect to where I showed up at that roast that night with a crooked nose. I got a Mike Tyson kung fu nose job and I left with my nose perfectly fucking straight and I got it done for free. It's the greatest story ever. And if That's I, genius. And Mike if I didn't break my nose on your ah, fist it would still be crooked. You, you fixed it. You fixed my face. Thank God. Man, thank God. Yes. Yeah, I put together this man, whole... Man, I could not believe that that night. I, oh, I, I put God, together this amazing. whole uh, this whole before and after there was like like when, when uh, it was broken from bam, and then like how it fixed how it healed crooked and then when it was broken from, uh, from Mike and then how it fixed after that it's the great I'll repost it. Man. I'll, I'll post it again to promote this, and if anybody wants to see these uh, before and after photos, this four photo sequence, it's unbelievable. Yes. Go to my Instagram. Well, Steve
1: Steve, what happened made you decide to yes, go? Street
0: oh my god that was like almost not even my choice I I, I had an intervention like that was Johnny Knoxville yeah put it all put it all together and uh it wasn't the kind of like on 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 TV when you watch an intervention they ask are you willing to accept help you know like will you go will you go to treatment right for me they weren't asking, <laughs> Yeah, you know, they were telling me, they said, uh, we're taking me to the hospital. I got the 5150. It was my first time in the psych ward and yeah. not the time when I was with you. It was, I had two psych wards. And so, uh, can you explain what's 5150? 5150. Crazy motherfucker. You're crazy. 50, 5150 means that, uh, there's like prove if they can prove that you are, uh, a a, a threat to yourself or others, Uh, which means if you say anything to the effect of, I want to kill myself, or if, you know, or if you say even just, I want to harm myself, you know, or if if you're caught cutting yourself or anything like that, or maybe if you threaten someone, if you're, if you pose a threat to, to yourself or others, then under the law in California, it's called 5150. Uh. Um, it's happened to uh, Britney Spears, mm. Heather Locklear just had a couple of them. Oh. There's, there, there's a lot of celebrities on yeah. the on the 5150 Club. Yeah. Um, in, in Florida, I know it's called the Baker Act, but it, what it means is that they can just in, involuntary, you know, against your will, they lock you up in a psychiatric ward for three days. Oh, wow. And they can determine if they want to keep you. Like in my case when Knoxville and the jackass guys brought me to the hospital, like, I was, I was spitting on people. I was, like, trying to fucking throw temper tantrums. Like, that, like right when I realized that I wasn't going to talk my way out of it and that I was, like, getting like that, then I'm like, ah, I want to smoke a cigarette. No. And I'm just going raging. And I remember I grabbed a chair. I tried to throw it. And um, at that point, like, these orderlies appeared, like, out of nowhere, and they just grabbed me and slammed me down on this, uh, like, stretcher deal, and then they they jabbed a needle in my butt cheek, and immediately I took a nap. Wow. (laughs) Whatever they had in that needle uh, was powerful as fuck, because... Wow. And it went in my butt, and, like, I've been researching, like, uh, tranquilizer darts, and uh, they told me that it would take 20 to 30 minutes. Dude, they put something in my ass that... Oh. The f- out, uh, out. And then I woke up in the part of the hospital where the doors don't open no matter what, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, plus, on top of that, they had um, there was the, the this was at, at Cedar sinai Hospital in L.A. and they got the like the east and the west wing. Like I think if you're on the east wing, you're sort of standard issue, like run of the mill, harmful to yourself or others. But if you're on the west wing, you're like in the something else category, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the, the extra like high security or whatever. And so they had me on the west wing. And because of my behavior, they changed me to 5250, which is uh, not just three days. It's two weeks. Oh, wow. And That's so they, I had
1: the two week joint.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. You huh, that two Yeah. In? Yeah, I had I had the two weeks, man. Plus that shit runs expensive too. Yo,
1: man, I spent one point. Listen, I spent one point six million years for rehab, wow, well and seeing doctors. Wow. I, th- I
0: think my uh, my my treatment, my rehab, I think came to about three hundred grand.
1: And listen, know what? I'm thinking to this day, what what was going on with me back then? I was full fucking
2: nuts.
1: Yeah, I, I would never dare do that now. Before I was just fucking
0: nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. That's right. And uh. <clears throat> Now, so I, I mean, and, and thank God they changed me to the two weeks because if it was if I was only in there for three days, I, I would have, you know, done anything. I, I would have gone straight to the drug dealer yeah. if I want to walked out of there because I think it was like day four.
2: What uh, both you guys like? What what drugs were you using at those times in your lives?
1: Cocaine, um, marijuana, a lot of alcohol too. A lot of alcohol. Man, yeah. the, of the, the
0: time. I mean, I'm sure everyone's heard the story, but uh, in 2005. Um, this is the the first time I met Mike. We we were at some kind of nightclub, and uh, I was just so stoked. Like, Fucking Mike Tyson! Yeah, yeah, no way! It's yeah, so man. rad, and um, and and everyone was going from the nightclub to this house party, and so uh, you know I found out where it was, and I was like I wasn't invited, but I'm just like fuck it, I'm just gonna show up, and I was by myself. And uh, and I just like whatever. I took a taxi, I show up at this random house, and I'm not invited. And I'm like, I want to party here, you know? And so I, I like ring the doorbell or whatever. I bang on the door, and and the door opens up, and it's fucking Mike himself who opened up the door, <laughs> right? That's and I'm the
2: movie dude, <laughs> dude. It's, uh, Mike
0: opens up the door, and I'm like, no way. I don't know anybody here, you know. I don't even know Mike, but uh, but um, I, I said I said, hey man, is it cool if I come in? And Mike, like, it was like he threw a punch like, <laughs> like it was like he threw a punch like past me you know like, like over my shoulder and, and like threw it like next to me past me and hooked it and then pulled by the shoulder yeah well no by the by the like clocked me in the back of my head not knocking me into the house he's like get in here you know I love and, it yeah man. it was like this ghost punch and he hooked it around and pulled me in the house and uh <laughs> we're in the house like not even a second and he says you got any coke <laughs> (laughs) And I said, fuck yeah I do I got (laughs) I said, said, fuck yeah I do Not only do I have coke, I have a bunch, and I was oh, not kidding, man. Shit. I had I had like both pockets, right? I'd like for, for anyone, you know, an eight ball is like a fairly substantial amount of yeah, cocaine, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, three point five grams. In my left pocket, I recall having an eight ball that had not even been touched, and in my right pocket, I had like an eight ball that had been like halfway through. <laughs> so at the yeah, end of the buddy. day, it was it was roughly I think I don't think I'm exaggerating a lot. I think I had about five grams. Of wow. cocaine, all right? and so I'm like, yeah, I got a bunch. So Mike and I, we go and uh, we go in this bathroom in the house. Right, we just fucking lock ourselves in this bathroom, and we were in there for like th- th- easy. Three house
1: hours. was it? Friend of mine. Oh.
0: Yeah, it was. It, we were in there for for like fucking three hours, just going, talking, talking on and on. I'll That's never, awesome. I'll never forget when the like. Oh, and, and here's the, the craziest thing: is that like I, I I was a cigarette smoker at the time. I had I smoked Newport's. Mike Mike asked me for a cigarette in this bathroom, like right when we first go in there. Oh, let me get a cigarette, right? I couldn't believe this. He uh, takes the cigarette in in his, uh, you know. You know, like a, a Newport cigarette. He rolls it between his fingers. you got to explain this to me, Mike, because I, I still don't understand it. He rolls it in his fingers back and forth so that the tobacco falls out on the bathroom counter. Right? Like, And yeah. he keeps he keeps doing it, rolls it back and forth. So he gets done with it. Now, like, the, the, there's the brown filter on the end and the cigarette paper... Is empty. It's just like a, a cylinder, like a t- an empty tube yeah, of yeah. cigarette paper. So then he turns it right side up. We got a whole pile of powder cocaine on the on the bathroom counter, and crush crush it all up, real fine powder. And Mike's like scooping it in with like a driver's license or credit card. I don't know. He's just scooping it in and and pouring the powder into the tube the cylinder of of cigarette paper right no tobacco mixed in it's just he's just dumping in just pure cocaine nothing but cocaine to fill this this cigarette and i'm looking at him fu- i'm so fascinated i'm looking at I'm thinking i'm thinking that just can't work <laughs> i mean like just like like <laughs> logistically like that can't fucking work that way you know like the the cocaine the, the the cigarette paper has to burn way faster than the cocaine, right? Like you can't just have solid cocaine with like cigarette paper wrapped around it and expect it to smoke. And I'm watching him do this, and I'm just thinking, like, this is the most fascinating, like, fucking drug addict science fair experiment, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and that's and, what it was. And sure enough, he got it to work. I mean, he, and, and I, did, did you pull the filter out? Yeah, pull the filter. Out. Pull the filter out, and he's just like, like crazy. It and like he smoked it. Now I was like a little bit weirded out by so, the idea of smoking coke, so I was just snorting it. Mike finishes his his cigarette contraption and then like he gets done with it and he makes another. <laughs> and I'm I'm so fascinated, right? I just keep giving him I just, oh, I don't care. Oh. I just let I just let Mike have it. I'm like, dude, I was I was so I was so fascinated. The, the experience was so incredible, and and like mind you, smoking all this cocaine. We're locked in like a small bathroom. Like it is so dense, the smoke in the air. Like no crack house could possibly be that fucked up of like air quality as far as just being in a cloud of fucking cocaine smoke. And we're having this great conversation. Christ. And Mike smoking this this coke smoke after coke smoke, and, and like. For probably like three hours. And then all of it was gone. We went through all of it. Uh, all, all of it, and then at get the some junkies, man. Uh, and then, and then when we were done with like five fucking grams of cocaine, like three hours later, like and then and now because there's no more cocaine, it's it's time for Stevo to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, right, we'll see you later, man. Thanks for coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but before before I left, Mike said uh, Mike said to me, he goes, he goes, you know, you know, Steve-O, everybody's got you wrong. You're <laughs> You're a, really, <laughs> you're a really smart guy. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, like, wow. What like, just, this whole ball. situation is just like, it wow. It burnt my brain
1: out, right? Like, burnt like, my wow. brain and out. And I'm
0: thinking to myself, Mike Tyson just told me that I'm <laughs> smart. Like, like what, a high, what a high honor. <laughs> Cause, Amazing. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I think we're both, like, a lot fucking smarter than anybody would ever imagine. I think that's fair to say. I think you're both some wise oh, dudes. But, yeah, to talk about a you know. It's That's a, insane, bro.
2: Yeah. So what, you know, I mean, shit, man. I was in, I think, middle school when Jackass came on. And the courage of you guys was just mind-blowing. No, listen,
1: man. I see those guys like, man, I, how you know they do this? <laughs> like, my
2: generation's <laughs> evil Knievels. You know, just some skater kids who grabbed a camera and fucking started doing all kinds of wild daredevil shit. What sparked that?
0: I mean, my story is pretty simple, man. Like uh, from birth, I was just an attention whore on steroids. I mean, it's just what it was. And, And I mean, you don't have to be Sigmund Freud to look at like... How I grew up, and you know, my alcoholic mom, my dad who was never home, who was a corporate executive. Like, I mean, it was insane my upbringing. Like, I was born in England, Mm. and uh, I moved to Brazil. My family moved to Brazil when I was only six months old. Oh wow! Because dad, my father, he became the president of Pepsi Cola. In all of Brazil, the entire country, Jesus. and so dad was like a fucking baller ass motherfucker, and uh, and, and so I'm like, I'm a six month old baby, yeah. and uh, dad's going off, right? Like they're living the life in Rio de Janeiro, you know, like and uh, and they got living maids like neither my mom or my dad didn't fucking pay attention to I me. Mean, they were partying, they were on right. top of the world and and I spoke my very first words in Portuguese because I was raised by the live-in maids. Wow. These, like, like, I don't want to say servants, but yeah, like, live-in maids taught me how to speak my first words. And you know, mom was drunk and dad was never there. And so like, like, that's probably got something to do with why I became such an attention whore. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kept moving all the time. We never stayed anywhere for more than a couple years. I grew up in five different countries. Wow. And uh, yeah, so whatever. I'm, I'm an attention Fancy. whore. I was I wasn't ever like a bad kid. I was like I was like a, a good kid, but um, I was definitely going to become an alcoholic drug addict. There's no way around that. And uh, mm. you know, like the like I was I, I was skateboarding. So think about the thing about alcoholism, and and maybe Mike could, could relate to this because I think a lot of uh, a lot of people. You know, it's a consensus in uh, among alcoholics is that there's this feeling of like discomfort. Like and you're yes. not you're not comfortable in your own skin. You know, you somehow feel like I don't know, like everybody else has it figured out, but there's just something... You
1: have a low um, self-worth to yourself. Yeah.
0: Right. There's something defective about me. There's something I just right. don't... I don't fit in. I'm not comfortable in my own skin. I don't know. There's something wrong with me, but I'm uncomfortable, and yeah. I, I need something to help, help soothe me. You know, like when I was 15, I was a pretty good kid. I got Bs and Cs, and... Uh, I was a skateboarder, made videos. I wasn't that fucking good at skateboarding, but Uh I I loved making videos. And, and, And when I graduated high school, which I barely graduated high school.
2: What were those videos then?
0: It was skateboarding.
2: It was skateboarding. Like,
0: like half ass skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. With like a little
2: ollieing off some stairs. And...
0: Right. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't bad, but it, was, sure. it wasn't going to be like a career. Um, and, and there was a little bit of funny stuff mixed in. But so I graduated from high school barely. And then I went to the University of Miami. Now I'm at the University of Miami less than two weeks.
2: Hurricanes? Uh huh. Okay.
0: Hurricanes. And less than two weeks. After classes started my freshman year, I was already on final disciplinary probation. Good and I went school. Yeah. Uh huh. In the dorms, and then I got kicked out of the dorms, and I failed out of my classes, and I just dropped out. I just gave up. So now I'm on my <laughs> way, you know I'm on my way out of the University of Miami. And this is 1993, Mm. you know, that was a long fucking time ago. And people are like, what are you going to do now? I'm like, I just turned 19 years old. And they're like, what are you going to do now? You fucked up. And I'm like, oh, I'll be cool. I'm going to become a famous stuntman. I'm going to videotape fucking crazy shit with my, I'm going to videotape crazy shit with my Mm. video camera and I'm going to become a famous stuntman and everyone's going to think I'm rad. And like everybody I told this to, they just thought... What a shame. What a fucking tragedy. This guy, what a fucking loser. Everyone just felt bad for me. And um, I don't know that I believed I would be successful with that. But but I had no other option because I had proven time and time again. I've proven that any time I tried to get a job, I got fired. Mm. I got fired from every fucking job I ever had. And I... uh, I couldn't, bring, I couldn't go to class, I couldn't read a book I couldn't do shit that I didn't want to do The only thing I wanted to do was make dumb videos And uh, I knew I wasn't that good At skateboarding, so I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna be crazy I'm yeah. just gonna do the crazy shit And uh, I, I, I kind of thought that I would just fail I didn't think I was gonna Succeed, you know, I felt like Okay, I'm gonna I don't have the survival skills, man. I can't keep a job. I can't earn my way. I'm going to die a failure. <laughs> but, but I'm thinking to myself, before I die a failure, I want to get a ton of video footage because I'm like, I'll, I'll be gone, but that video will still play. So I'll still be alive. Well, it became my religion, man. Like, yeah. like I want to live. Like, we're all going to die, but I want to live forever. You know, I this is like that. I want to live forever. I I never gave a fuck about money. I, I wanted like like attention, and I wanted attention for
2: eternity in a big way.
0: Yeah, I yeah. Wanted, and I didn't think I would be discovered or successful. I thought I thought I'm gonna be dead, and I'll be like the Van Gogh of dipshits. Like well, maybe I'll get discovered after well, I. How die. do you feel now? Well, now everything's different. Now, like now, like you know, with with, with we do. We get older. People don't give as much of a fuck about us anymore. I think they'll always care about you, but uh, <laughs> but you know, like it's it's it, getting older. Is scary. You got to change your priorities. You know. And now my priorities, uh, like what I want to do. Is, is buy land and, and open up uh, an animal sanctuary. I love you know, it, I want to have that be my legacy.
2: Well, it's fucking awesome, dude. I mean, it's great to have you here, man. Dude,
0: wait, what a treat, man.
2: Well, by the way, I mean, you—you you made this. You had this idea. I'm gonna be the fucking world's most famous superstar <laughs> stunt man. But that was unprecedented at right. the time. There wasn't any YouTube or fucking there wasn't. There internet no. videos with yeah. this shit going on.
0: The way that I came up was by spending money that I didn't even have to spend on VHS tapes and recording back and forth between two VCRs to make my, my edits and then taking the physical VHS tape, this cassette videotape, and then going to the, the post office with money I couldn't afford to spend to ship these fucking tapes to anybody I thought would watch them who might be able to help me. And it was all people in the skateboard industry and um and dude i i didn't get anywhere for I didn't get anywhere for for like I don't know I was homeless for three years.
2: Wow! I was
0: homeless for three years, and when I say homeless, I was more of a couch surfer. Uh-huh. I think that's the difference between a homeless person and a couch surfer. Yeah, that's what I would
1: say. I say homeless, but I'm a couch surfer. Yeah, I always, couch I always have somebody house I can sleep. Sure,
0: over. I mean that's when you've got uh, people skills and and uh, a little personality. if You're a likable guy, you know. People let you sleep on their sofa until you pee on it, which I always would. <laughs> but uh, because that's the thing, if you drink enough, you kind fucking pee in your sleep. Yeah. I've learned that time and time again when I was drinking.
2: It is but, the hazard of it.
0: Yeah, I know. Nobody likes that either. So uh, three years in, and um, I found out about Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Clown College. Ooh. Yeah, I was living with my sister at the time. She found out about it. We're at Florida. Is in Sarasota, Florida. Yeah. Okay. And uh, this was in uh, 1997 my sister had me living in her house and I'm just a fucking asshole and I'm eating all her food and I'm, everything's a mess and she's like, what am I? So she, she was working at a newspaper and, and, and when she was taking a shit, at work, and, and on the toilet was this book of trivia, like trivia questions. So she's taking a shit, and, and she gets this question that she she reads it. It says, "What's the only college that has no tuition? You can just go for free." And it said Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Clown College. If you can get in, then it's free because they want uh, equal opportunity for people to run away with the circus, you know. And and uh, it was a big tax write-off for the for the circus. And um, wow. and it was prestigious. It was statistically harder to get into Clown College than Harvard. Wow. You had to, you had to audition to even get an application. And um, you had to audition for the chance to apply. And um, so my sister you know, gets into this uh, thing. And I was laying in my own vomit at my buddy's house. Right. I, I come in, and I'm so hungover, and I'm hurting so bad. And I see this. Uh, you know this this thing with this uh, audition schedule, and 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 it had a line like uh ninety seven, and I looked where I, we lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and and I looked down in ninety seven, and uh Albuquerque was on there, but be, but below it was for ninety eight. I said, oh, don't worry about that, you know, because <laughs> they they held the auditions everywhere that the circus went, mm. and uh and so I saw ninety eight. I'm like, oh, that's not till next year. So I'm like, I'm like. You know, uh, like, you know, it's all fucking hungover. And my sister comes up to me. She says, how are you getting to Denver by Monday?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> she like, I think she wanted me out. Yeah, yeah. And this seemed like, like clown college seemed like a great opportunity for me because I wanted to be this famous stuntman. What did you learn there? Yeah. Uh, the, the only thing you had to learn was still walking. Like uh, still walking in there. other oh. than that, there was a, there were so many different, we trained 14 hours a day, and you had to learn how to do your makeup. Wow, dude. You know. So it was, I mean, it was serious
2: yeah. training. And
0: I didn't give that much of a fuck about being a clown. I right. just wanted to become this crazy famous stuntman. And I thought if I could graduate from this prestigious, you know, Ringling Brothers clown college where it's so hard to get into, then like when I'm trying to become a famous stuntman, I'll have like some legitimacy where it'd be like, it's like, yo, I'm a trained circus professional, you know, like I'm the fucking, you've heard of the circus and I, I'm like, like legit. And so uh, I went there to try to further my goal of becoming a stuntman, and uh, and and it, and it worked, man. That's and, awesome. and at the same time, people I was been sending my stunt videos to, there was this skateboard magazine, and the guy running the magazine became the creator and the, the director of Jackass.
2: Oh wow! And
0: so it just kind of fell in my lap. Like they they started putting me in their magazine and in their videos, and then their videos turned into Jackass. Mm. When did they start paying you? Oh, my God. That's the best question. (laughs) (laughs) Have (laughs) they? Okay, the the first season of Jackass, um, I filmed it in five days um, in uh, the summer of of year 2000. And I had been working in a circus and... um, Whatever, I got fired, <laughs> but, <laughs> but so in the five days, like the first thing I did I was pooped up the goldfish, I took the elephant oh, yeah. poop that I, I took like uh like 50 gallon, 50, gallon, uh, 50 gallon tubs of elephant poo from the elephants in the circus. And I uh, had three of them filled. I filled a kiddie pool. I did the backflip up the ladder and the, the elephant poo diving, the uh, puke up the goldfish. We stapled the jackass letters across my butt cheeks. I did the shark hugs. I got bitten by a shark. Um, I did the bum fishing. I did like, Holy <laughs> shit, dude. Filmed, filmed the whole first season in uh, less than a week. In five days, I filmed everything, all my parts for the whole first season in five days, God. and and my pay rate, Mike, my pay rate was there. There's it wasn't per episode; it was per bit. And if the bit was legitimately like dangerous, like life and limb, you know, you could get really fucked up. Then I got five hundred for the bit. Oh my God. If if the bit was like if the bit was like a little sort of gag, like kind of street prank, and it was easy and it wasn't dangerous. Two hundred. Oh. Right. So, at, so now at the end of the five days, I'm sitting there. What and, kind and of shit is this? I know, it dude. Tell, so me, tell me, tell me, tell me. The Jersey Shore people are like a million an episode, yeah, or something. yeah. But, um, but so the <laughs> the end of the five days, I'm sitting there. I got my finger all bandaged up because check it out. See it's, uh, I got cool scars from the shark
2: bite. Hell yeah, dude.
0: Yeah. Um, and and, and some i all beat up and hung over and like, I wasn't even that worried about how much money like I was owed. What I wanted to do, I was writing down for the, for the, for the director, for everybody on the production. Yeah, this is what I expect to see on TV. You know, like, don't, oh, okay. don't, don't forget to include this in the show. Mm. You know, and so I wrote down like a list of everything. And I first I wrote down goldfish. Right, and I'm thinking, I'll go ahead and write the price what they owe me next to yeah, each yeah. bit. So I'm thinking goldfish. Right now, if you, if you met, you could when you're you could choke on the goldfish. Right, it could fucking turn around and as it comes up, like it's going the scales the wrong way. It could thrash your fucking, you know, like there's a lot that could go wrong yeah. swallowing yeah. a goldfish. Right, but I'm thinking to myself. I want these people to know how fucking badass I am. I want them to know how gnarly I am. I fucking I wrote down goldfish and then next to it I wrote two (laughs) hundred. I I had too much pride. I I had too much pride to say I considered that dangerous. I had (laughs) two hundred. To talk about an idiot and uh, and at the end of the day after taxes. Uh, I want to say I made less than fifteen hundred bucks for the first season.
1: Oh, man, I feel
0: life wow. threatening. And then, and then, and then, when the when the shit and when the when the shit came out, the first season came out. Ah, uh, it, it was by the time the third episode aired, which is exactly two weeks into the run. It was officially the highest rated show in the history of MTV. Yeah. This is like, crazy. This is, um, I mean, it's not, it wasn't higher ratings than the VMAs or anything, but for like a half hour standard format of, yeah. of programming, the profit margin and the ratings were unprecedented. Yeah. It, was, it was by far the most profitable, the highest rated shit. That right, they so ever tell had. me this,
1: Steve. When did you become happy from them paying you? Did that day ever happen?
0: I, I, I was happier without money. I feel like for some oh, reason, no
1: fucking way. Do you gotta be paid for your service. Oh, I understand
0: that, man. Like, uh, I, I understand that, and yeah. You know, there are a lot of us too. You know, there are a lot of us to split it up. Well, you were young, man. I'll tell you what the next step was. So it's the highest rated show in the history of MTV, and I get the call to let me know that. And and my contract wasn't had no options or anything. It was like start from scratch. You know, new contract. So the the producer calls me up and he says, "Hey, we're a hit." He says, "So so MTV wants the first season was eight episodes." He says. MTV wants 16 more episodes, so they're so they're ordering seasons two and three in one go. 16 more episodes, and he says, and we know we're gonna have to pay you, so we're gonna give you two grand per episode. And in my head, on the on the phone call, you I'm you thinking, didn't pay huh? my, yeah, I'm thinking to myself, 16 episodes <laughs> times two, that's thirty two thousand dollars. I'm fucking rich yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right and oh, the, sure like and and here here's like to 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 be completely honest, i think that uh my attitude about money and and how I started out in my career with business stuff like it, it's 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 fucked up. But but the truth is, looking at my parents growing up, like my dad was a baller. My dad went on to become the president of Nabisco. Whoa. Like he was the president. He was like a hotshot CEO. And from and like when, when I was in high school, my dad was chauffeur driven to work. And if and if I overslept at all, or if I'm running late in the morning, and I didn't have time to ride my skateboard to school, or ride my bike to school, then. I would have to ride with dad and catch a ride with his chauffeur and that fucking embarrassed me as, as a kid growing yeah. up as a kid growing up like my mom's drinking got so out of hand that my sister just couldn't take it she went to boarding school and like and dad became more and more successful and more and more like rich and uh, so, so the dynamic for me as a kid growing up was that my family got smaller and the house got bigger mm. and I was like I was embarrassed of how fucking obnoxiously big our house was. Yeah. And I was in, I remember going to, uh, when, dad, when dad was like uh, running Del Monte, the, the canned fruit company, yeah. like uh, he took the family to, um, to Kenya. Uh, where they had the the main pineapple factory because he's got to like you know show up and like you know maybe you know just do whatever show up and do whatever yeah so he he planned it on the like uh, the, this week in February when we had spring break um, you know again I was in England and and uh, so like we had spring break and, and this is when I was like like uh, eleven or twelve. Um, Fifth or sixth grade, because so I went back and forth to England. In any case, we go to Kenya on our spring break. He brings the whole family. And um, remember when we went we into Nairobi? This is how I remember it. Dad says it's different, but I, I know this fucking shit. Like, Dad, The only thing we disagree on is the car. We come into the, out of the airport in Nairobi, which is in Kenya come out of it, there, and there's just, just poverty man like people with like no shoes and like yeah. tattered clothes and there's flies all over and they're like begging you and they usher us like the family like into this like limousine you know, and like like open up the you know, they just get us into this car and the car's sitting there and I'm inside the car and these poor people are like scratching at the windows. You know, they're like they're like begging, please help us, please. Help yeah, I've us. seen that before. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sitting there in this car looking at this poverty. I'd never seen poverty like that. But I remember thinking to myself, what the fuck have I ever done to deserve to be in the car instead of scratching at the car like right. mother, I, i'm a fuck up i knew damn well i've I, I have fucked up everything i i've never had a good report card you know yeah. like in high school i did a little better with you know for a while but i just was a problem man it was like always a fucking problem man. i was always in trouble i was a fuck up and uh and i just felt i felt ashamed man i felt ashamed of like what did i do to be in this car you know, and I felt ashamed of the house that was so big, and I didn't want kids from school to see me get out of a fucking chauffeur-driven car. Like I would ride, I would ride like shotgun with my dad's reading the newspaper in the back seat. I would <laughs> ride shotgun and hug the driver, <laughs> you know, like to pretend the the driver was my dad. Oh, you know, and I didn't want, I didn't want kids to see. And and, and a lot of this, a lot of this attitude about. About that, like, like, uh, it, it, I just saw that my parents, and I feel bad saying it, but I'm just saying it because it's the truth. Both of my parents, I, I feel like I just saw them, like, blatantly think that they were better because they had money, you know? Like, I saw them, like, just... Think they were they were better, mm. you know. I saw that whenever they had friends over to the house, that it was just like a big pissing match of like, oh, well, my kid's going to this school and it's better than you know. It's just like this is this competition, and I didn't like it. I felt that my parents were like corroded by wealth. I felt like, yeah. they, they, you know, it was like, it, on honestly, the feeling in my in my like, growing up was it's like were you ra- raised religious? It was like the honest answer is no. I wasn't raised. Religious, like my parents felt that they had enough money. Why would they need religion? (laughs) You you know, like so. So I I took that kind of mindset to uh, in in my life. Yeah, and 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 I could have done been a more aggressive businessman, but I never gave a fuck about money. Yeah, and um, also when we were in Kenya, we we show up at this pineapple factory. This is the craziest part. Show up to this pineapple factory, and like, it's so hot and fucking sweaty, and and like all the workers have like flies all over them. And I'm like, I I, I turn to my dad, and I said I said, Dad, how can you let like you're the boss, Dad? You're the fucking boss. How can you let people work in in, in these conditions like this? This is fucked up. You know, however, and Dad. Dad says he goes. He says, Well. The list of people who have jobs in this pineapple factory is nowhere near as long as the list of people who are waiting for jobs in this pineapple factory. So if anybody doesn't like it here, they can get the hell out and be replaced by someone who will work harder. (laughs) And I remember thinking, fuck, my dad's a dick, (laughs) right? And then fast forward to when we were filming uh, the Jackass TV show, when when we were in the middle of that run of the seasons two and three, where I'm getting the two grand per episode, and uh, and and our cameraman, he was always on the show too. Rick, Rick goes up to the director one day and he says, he says, "Yo, I just, I just spent like, like however many hours it was, like twelve, twelve hours in one day." Like busting my ass filming a fucking like uh, a, a national like worldwide like hit TV show. And I made less money than if I shot a fucking a, a half a page photo ad for, for this bullshit skate magazine we used to make. Like, how does that make sense? Like, I shoot a fucking photo for a piece of shit, skateboard magazine, and make more than I do making this fucking hit TV show? MTV like, how does that make sense?
2: MTV their balls off.
0: Yeah, how does that make sense? So Jeff looks at Ricky goes... Then go shoot a skate ad <laughs> Go shoot a skate ad uh, You know Like you'll be replaced By someone who Will fucking work, work harder, harder And yeah. then I'm Thinking to myself Damn So it's not that My dad was a dick It's business. It's that that's how The fucking world works Yeah Shit Yeah So it's like the only way To To like get to get up the only way to come up is to make it so that you can't be replaced by someone right. who work hard you need to make yourself work for yourself you need to be irreplaceable yeah you need to make it you need to like you need to to have like to have the, to control it no one can take your place
2: yeah no doubt man
0: and and no one can take my fucking place and no one can no take doubt. mike's place yeah but like, so what am I going to do now? You know, like, it's getting to a point where it's like, I, yeah. like okay, it's like, I'm You're done. going to
2: get shot in the ass. Do I? Yeah. like, Don't do it. Much, Don't do it. Like,
0: like, how much, how much longer do I do this shit? You know? And it's like, I got to think. Like like okay, I either stop or I gotta go big. Like one one yeah. last so like one last fucking go for it. I got, got one, and and I had this idea. I wasn't well, this. I had a, a list of ideas that that aren't like particularly new ideas. I've had the have them forever, but they were so far. There was, there's just that list of ideas that was just too fucked up to go for. Yeah, you know. And so I call it my bucket list. <laughs> oh, right. I call it my bucket list bucket and and, list. and like yeah, there's nothing on my bucket list that Didn't happen for so long for like no reason. There's like a f- Solid fucking reason why this shit should never happen And now I'm just going for it because I feel like I've got a limited amount of time I'll give you an example of like something on my list to show you how ridiculous it is like anytime time anybody ever asked me if I've been skydiving before I always said fuck that dude Everybody does that Why am I going to do something everybody does I do shit nobody does So I said years ago Probably 15 years ago I said if I ever go skydiving my first time You know you got to have a a dude strapped on your back Like a tandem skydive instructor Well I'm going to be fucking butt ass naked and I'm gonna be and I'm gonna be fucking furiously jacking off.
1: Oh man.
0: <laughs> and, I, and I will not have blown a load for a long time, man. Like <laughs> like like four days. You know? You're mad and, man. And and then when I'm whacking it, when I'm whacking it and I reach the point of no return, right around the first squirt, that's when I leave the plane. So I'm free falling through the fucking sky, cranking out the biggest load you ever saw, and I call the idea skyjacking. Right, and that's like that. That that. Sorry, yeah, and, and dude, I'm um, really
2: losing it, Steve. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, dude, I'm,
2: I'm t- really taking it to the next level, dude.
0: Everything on my list is taken to the next level, and like I'll be honest, I shouldn't say this, but I'm legitimately concerned that that I'm not leaving myself anywhere to go with that shit. Yeah. So, so like, I'm I'm savoring every minute of every day and every minute of every show while I'm, while I'm. Dude, I, I haven't even peaked yet, but, like, I'm in it now. Like, nice. it's on. And, and dude, and this bucket list show, dude, there's, like, all over the venues, you got to be, like, 21 to enter, and there's, like, legal waivers. Like, by, by entering this room, you acknowledge that, like, that you, like, essentially can't sue over, like, I got fucked. I have people, like, in, in almost every city I've gone to on this tour, there's been, like, at least one dude... Pass the fuck out, straight up fainted in the crowd just from the footage. Because my yeah. the, the act, like my, my new the bucket list tour, it's a stand up comedy act where I go through the I go through the whole list, right? I tell the story about every out, fucking outrageous Everything bit, you're gonna do. how that you know, and then after each bit, I scream the fucking shit. So you see it, you see it on the screen in the theater, and you can't see it anywhere but on this tour until I get done making the whole bucket list a series. Jesus, that's so right awesome. now, right now it's a tour, and then later when I'm done with the tour, I'll put the series out. Holy shit! So how much shit. they gonna pay you for that? Hell
2: uh, yeah, brother, let's I go!
0: I, I, I don't know. You gotta talk about money, man. You're, yeah, yeah. I know, man. The money's come money, money. You to the table. I I, I I haven't done the deal yet.
2: Well, thank you so much.: hey, dude. Dude. very
0: much. Awesome. Hey, I thank. I appreciate it, man. When I, when I heard from you guys, I was uh, so thrilled, man. It's and, awesome. and I like to consider myself a, a, a pretty dope podcast guest. man, I'll tell you that our, our jackass family has always been like like almost like worship, Mike Tyson. you know It was always like such a goal. To, uh, to to film with Mike like on the first movie um the, the the very first movie they had the thing where they put the valentine like uh, it was like a Valentine on in the wall, and it was like you know it was like it was supposed to be from like groupies, like oh yeah, we want to yeah, hook yeah. up, and the, and the, the, the words fist came through. Yeah, the words got smaller and smaller, so your face had to get circled. And then the fist came through. That idea was written for Mike. Oh, it was
2: supposed to be. You were hoping Mike would be. It was there.
0: supposed to be Mike on the other side of the wall. Oh no! Yeah, but I don't, I don't uh, know. I don't know. You know what it was? Is that, that uh, Mike was Mike wasn't in maybe a good place at that time. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> well, Jackass no. 4D. Bring Mike in. <laughs> right, ah oh, man, like, but I know we should wrap it up, but but here, here's uh, just for me. Like, we used to play the Black Eye game, and 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 when 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 Mike showed up and we were in the psych ward together, this was my second psych ward, and uh and 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 I'm just telling Mike, I'm like, hey Mike, uh, dude, I got this idea, I want to film with you. I just need you to hold your fist out and let me run into it with my face. Yeah. And and uh, it was just a straight up bad time to try to pitch Mike on that idea. It's like he wasn't Mike, gonna do it. Mike wasn't in the psych ward because like, he was having a good. <laughs> he was
2: doing well. He
0: wasn't, he wasn't doing that. And he, and he, what a sweet guy Mike says. Mike says I don't want to hurt you, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. And uh, but then when uh, the Charlie Sheen rose, we did make it happen. Let, let me just say, I, I can speak for everyone in our Jackass family, Knoxville, Tremaine, like everybody, like we have always been, like such fans like the the the, i showed you my my uh in my house I, I i got all your fight posters um it's just a real honor man it's so good to see you and uh to see you doing good and looking healthy um
2: it's awesome, man.
0: And uh, to get together and be and able to have. Same for you, man.
1: Guys, yeah. we were in dark places. Yeah, we and were. I, what happened so when, awesome. What
0: happened? People come from that shit. Now we're here. Now we're talking rational. God, it's beautiful. Damn. I think we were actually pretty rational on Coke, but maybe less. Yeah, less so. Okay. Wow. <laughs> less yeah. so. And uh, it's so great that, that we can get together and it doesn't even have to be like because I have Coke. <laughs> yeah. It's nice, man. Yeah my fucking crazy unique fucked up comedy tour man like you can find the dates on stevo.com awesome uh, all of my instagram like all my social media handles are just at stevo without the hyphen i'm easy to find and whenever this gets posted i'll make sure i post that uh that before and after with bam broken my nose and the heels fucked up and then mike breaks my nose and then it's Perfect. (laughs) Hell yeah. So great. So, yeah, everyone uh, follow us on on social media and and, uh, let's do it again.
2: Awesome, man. All right. Hey, thank you, guys. Thanks, Mike. Great show, everybody. Till next time, we're out of here.